It was never about the size of your deeds. It was always about the sincerity of them. And that's why Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta-A'la says, That Allah may test you to see how good you will do with your deeds, not أكثر amala, not how many deeds you will do. It was never about quantity. It was always about quality. And on the day of judgment, it's not your deeds that ultimately save you. It's Allah's mercy as He looks to your sincerity when you did those deeds and you sought His acceptance with them. With that being said, one of the ways in which we show our sincerity in this life is to take advantage of those simple deeds that Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Taala gives us that propel us to salvation. And can you really claim that you're being sincere if you don't do the most basic things that Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Taala sends you as gifts to ultimately elevate you on the day when everyone is asking for paradise? Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Taala says, and then suddenly, we set up the scales on the day of judgment and no one is going to be wronged as they hold their records to be weighed. Salman narrates, The balance will be set up on the day of judgment. And even if the heavens and the earth and everything in between were going to be placed inside the mizan, inside that scale, they would fit. And in one narration, it would weigh them accurately. So the angels, they say, as they see this awesome sight of the scales being set up, they say, Rabbana man tazinu bihada. Oh, our Lord, who are you going to weigh with this? And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will say, Ma min khalqi, who I see fit from my creation. Now the angels have nothing to worry about, right? They don't have sins. They don't have to worry about being held accountable because they were unable to disobey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But even them, when they see that, they say, Rabbana ma'abadnaka haqqa ibadatik. Glory be to you, subhanak. Glory be to you. Our Lord, we did not worship you as you deserve to be worshiped. And what does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say is the crime of a person who doesn't understand their Lord. They never understood. They did not give their Lord his due estimation. But the angels are glorifying Allah because they know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They know Allah deserves so much more than any amount of worship that can be placed in that mizan, in that scale. Now Imam Hassan Basri rahimahullah, he describes to us what the mizan looks like and what, what's been given to us. And he says, the mizan has a tongue and two pans. So just like other things, the mizan actually speaks on the day of judgment. And we're going to spend some time with this mizan because everyone ultimately is going to have to put their records in that mizan. And every deed is going to be weighed with precision. And subhanAllah, some people, even with that, will have exact sets of good and bad deeds. And these are the people of Al-A'raf, who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala puts to the side as they wait for his mercy because they needed just one more deed. So what are some of these weighty words and simple deeds that we can put in this mizan? And we'll start with dhikr. The Prophet said in a famous hadith, At-tahuru shatru al-iman, walhamdulillahi tamla'u al-mizan, wasubhanallahi walhamdulillahi tamla'an aw tamla'u ma bayna sama'i wal-ard. He said that purity is half of faith. And saying Alhamdulillah, all praises be to Allah, it fills the mizan. And saying Subhanallah, Walhamdulillah, glory be to Allah and all praises be to Allah, 
it fills what is between the heavens and the earth. So tasbih, which is glorifying Allah's perfection, and tahmid, which is praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The tasbih is you're affirming Allah's perfection, especially for a day when you fear most your imperfections. And the tahmid, the praising of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, especially for his blessings that you know that you haven't sufficiently thanked him for. And so they're coming to your aid at this particular juncture. Now, these aren't the only implications of subhanAllah and alhamdulillah, but they're certainly tied to this station in a unique way throughout the ahadith of the Prophet So what happens when you combine subhanAllah and alhamdulillah? The Prophet said, Kalimatan, habibatani ila rahman, khafifatani ala lisan, thaqilatani fil mizan. Subhanallah wa bihamdihi, subhanallah al-alim. He said, sallallahu alayhi wa there are these two phrases. They are so dear to Ar-Rahman, the most merciful. They're so light on the tongue, meaning they're so easy to say. And they are so heavy on the scales. And he said, they are, subhanallah wa bihamdihi, subhanallah al-alim. How perfect is Allah, the most praiseworthy. How perfect is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Almighty. And this dhikr, as the scholars say, it combines tasbih, which is to glorify Allah's perfection, with tahmid, which is to praise him and to thank him, with ta'zim, which is to affirm his greatness subhanahu wa ta'ala. So these are so heavy on the balance and so impactful. In another narration, the Prophet said that if anyone says a hundred times in the morning and in the evening, subhanallahi wa bihamdihi, Glory be to Allah, how perfect is Allah, and how praiseworthy is Allah. The Prophet said, لَمْ يَأْتِ أَحَدٌ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ بِأَفْضَلَ مِمَّا جَاءَ بِهِ إِلَّا أَحَدٌ قَالَ مِثْلَ مَا قَالَ أَوْ زَادَ عَلَيْهِ No one is going to show up on the Day of Judgment with anything more beneficial than what that person has brought, except for someone who said it even more than a hundred times. And then beyond that, the Prophet said, whoever says a hundred times, Subhanallah al-Azimi wa bihamdihi, ghurisat lahu nakhlatun fil jannah. Then a tree is planted for him in paradise. So Subhanallah, how many trees in paradise have you failed to plant? How many oceans of sin could you have obliterated by just saying these statements? And how heavy could your mizan be, your scale be, if you just repeated these throughout the day? And there's a narration that Abu Hurairah said, I used to do tasbih 12,000 times a day. That was actually part of his wird. That was his daily regimen. Imagine how heavy the scale of Abu Hurairah is. Now for us, the Prophet said, there are two qualities that no Muslim has, except they're definitely going to enter Jannah. And he said, they are so easy, but those who do them are so few. He said Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam saying SubhanAllah after every prayer 10 times and saying Alhamdulillah after every prayer 10 times and saying Allahu Akbar after every prayer 10 times. Abdullah ibn Amr anhuma, who was narrating the hadith, he said, I saw the Prophet Sallallahu counting on his fingers. And he said, if you do that, that's 150 phrases on the tongue and 1,500 deeds on the scale, on the mizan. And then he said, when you go to bed, you say SubhanAllah 33 times, Alhamdulillah 33 times, and Allahu Akbar 34 times. And he said, that will be a hundred on the tongue and 1,000 on the mizan. And he said, who amongst you commits 2,500 sins in one day? If you had those 2,500 good deeds that could wipe out 
those 2,500 sins. How easy is that? So the Sahaba said, Ya Rasulullah, how come so few of us do it? How do we miss that? And the Prophet said that shaitan comes to you while you are praying and he reminds you about things that you've forgotten and he reminds you about things that are coming up. And so what happens is when you finish your prayer, you rush back to whatever you were doing and you skip the dhikr. And then shaitan comes to you when you're about to sleep and then he lulls you to sleep before you can finish saying these simple phrases of dhikr. That's 2,500 good deeds daily that are missed on the mizan, that could literally be the difference maker for you on the day of judgment. And the shaitan really doesn't want you to say these simple phrases because he knows the major impact this has on your scales on that day. But greater than anything that you say is what you do. And what you do regularly is who you actually are, which is why the next part of the mizan is so significant.